This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. Town Square Sunday is a community affairs program highlighting individuals and organizations seeking to make the South Coast a better place to live and work. Cheryl Bartlett is interested in keeping people healthy. He's the CEO of the New Bedford Community Health Center on Purchase Street and the former Commissioner of Public Health in Massachusetts. She has been one of our go-to people on COVID-19. And with reports of the virus on the rise, I thought it might be a good time to talk with her once again. Uh, Thank you, Cheryl, for coming in. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for having me. So, I guess more cases being reported. I mean, that's what I read, the cases are being reported. Yes, we we follow this closely. We haven't stopped every day. We keep track of what's going on at the health center. We also keep track of what's going on across the state and the nation. And while there is a bit of a surge, it doesn't seem to be troublesome yet. The hospitalizations have not started to increase and Mm -hmm. people aren't acutely ill in ICUs as they were in the real peak of the pandemic. Okay, so that's uh, that's probably the good news. But, of course, uh, you've qualified it by saying just yet. It just hasn't gotten crazy yet. And I hope it doesn't. But uh, clearly, uh, the virus has a mind of its own. Um, it's, uh, it's really early. But what are the characteristics of the 2023 version of COVID so far? They're different, really, from what we've seen in the past. Is that right? It is. It is. As a matter of fact, I think it was yesterday in The Globe, they did a really good article about this newest variant that is causing a majority of the cases. Mm-hmm. And while it still is in the COVID family, doesn't seem to be as virulent or strong, as they would say. So it can be mistaken for a cold, which I think is also a little bit of a risk for us because people are not taking it as seriously as they did when it was more severe. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I can speak for many people uh, by saying, Would you, I'm just tired of COVID. I'm tired of the whole thing, tired of the masks, tired of uh, any kind of restrictions that may uh, come our way. I mean, we've, we've been there. We've done that. Uh, <laughs> but it's highly possible we may have to do it again. Is that right? I would say I hope we can be more tempered this time because I think we had to react quickly the last time and people threw a big net out about basically closing the world down. And I think if we looked at the public health consequences of that to our children, to their cognitive development, that we may be paying a bigger price than being more minimalist with our restrictions. And I know some in the public health and infectious disease world might disagree with me, but I feel like we have to be in moderation. Because as you say, when you have epidemic or pandemic fatigue, people aren't going to do anything. And so I'd rather be rational and reasonable so that we can put the right precautions in place and that people will follow them. Have you seen any increase in cases at the health center? We have, but they kind of go up one week and down a week. And because so many fewer people are testing, the percentages don't really give you a good sense of the scope of it. For example, if only two people get tested on a day and one is positive, that's a 50% 
positivity rate. So data and statistics have to be looked at carefully to understand what they mean. So in total numbers of people, not significant. But what I am seeing that makes me be more cautious about the greater world out there is I'm now having employees be out sick again with COVID. And we went several months without that. So that's telling me that there's more gatherings and activities and we are getting to a cooler time of year where people will start being inside and that increases the risk of transmission. So very cautiously suggesting we all look at the environment around us and make good choices. If you have any symptoms whatsoever, put on a mask, even if you think it's a cold, because we're going to be faced with the triple um, concern coming up in this flu season that's now flu, COVID, and RSV. I'm going to talk to you about that. Uh, In my travels uh, in the past week or so, I started to see people wearing masks in the grocery store, for instance. Um, This Monday, I spotted two people wearing masks, a sign of what's to come, probably. But uh, again, uh, you would favor perhaps a little moderation in all of that. I think we all, everyday life is a risk, right? I got in my car and drove here on a highway. There's a certain percentage of a risk of an automobile crash and injury. So I don't think we can eliminate every risk in life. And so I think we have to think about what's good for the world. And I think that if we are worried about ourselves, we should certainly wear masks because we can protect ourselves. But I don't think we should judge everybody to have to do the exact same thing unless we escalate to the degree that we did. And I know one hospital, I think it might be UMass Memorial, I read, has gone back to masking. And what we're doing is sending out a message to remind people who are symptomatic because I'm now having to say, hey, you have respiratory symptoms. You better get tested for COVID. And I'm suggesting people wear masks anytime they have respiratory symptoms if it's not COVID. Okay, Um The next round of booster shots are available or soon will be available. Um, And, uh, I mean, it's really hard to think about COVID with the weather we've been having this past week. It's been incredible. Um, But um, clearly the booster shots are here and people should get them? I mean, what's your feeling about the booster So shot? what's actually interesting, Jim, is the very first approved vaccine for COVID was approved in August by the FDA. And I say that to qualify that the vaccines we all got were emergency use authorizations. So they were approved by the FDA because we knew that they would be, be some level of efficacy, but didn't know if this was the right vaccine. The vaccine that just got approved is a different uh, composition, concoction, so to speak. And so this is really the first federally approved COVID vaccine. Mm. And so what I think we're waiting to find out, is this a booster for those who got it? If they've already been for the full series of boosters, is this a once a year thing? And that I think is still a little fuzzy out there. Yeah. Um, I was told by uh, someone uh um, well, well, we'll get to that because uh, we got to do this. This is Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Cheryl Bartlett, CEO of the New Bedford Community Health Center, and we are talking about COVID-19. Now, 
I understand, and this was something that was told to me, you can straighten it out if it's not true, the latest booster will protect you against the variants that were around in the past. But they might not necessarily protect you against this new strain of virus which is popping up. Is that so? What I have read is that it's the opposite of that. Okay. That the old, which is why they have never been totally approved as the mainstay vaccination for COVID, that this newer concoction or composition that just got approved, I think it was in mid-August, is really prepared better for the Omicron and the variants of that, which are the prevailing variants that are... Uh, infecting people today right the, the prevailing uh, so yes my understanding it is more specific to the newer variants okay well that's that's kind of good to know yes all right uh which makes it though a little confusing if you've gone through the whole series should you what is you know what is it one booster is it multiple shots to get up on this newest protection mm-hmm. Uh, are you recommending uh, boosters for people coming in that have had shots in the past, or is it too early? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to definitely get a shot as soon as it is available. It, it probably is, and I should have looked at this before I came here, available in um, the local pharmacies. They were doing COVID, so I would imagine they'd be up to date on the yep. latest. Um. We are actually dealing with uh, this three-headed monster that you talked about, whether it's uh, uh, COVID, the flu, and what is it, RSV? Yes. Uh, Tell us about RSV. What is that? It's another virus that's been around for a long, long time. It primarily seems to cause havoc on younger and older folks. It's a respiratory syncytial virus. And it's like many of these respiratory viruses, all the same kinds of symptoms, cold-like, flu-like, fevers, coughing, runny noses. So sometimes that's the problem now is that we have three things to decipher. But there are tests for all three, the flu, RSV, and COVID. Mm. So um, when you go in, it's important, I think, to get tested and not presume you have one or another because I think that that limits our COVID protection. And we did see, I can't say that this another variant won't come about that will cause more disease and more illness. So I think COVID is still something we less understand than we do the flu and RSV. But RSV has the vaccine that's coming out. It has not yet come on on the market and I would say that is something that they'll probably recommend for young kids and elderly whose immune systems haven't fully developed or have become compromised from old age or disease. Okay, more shots. Uh, <laughs> yes, shots. I know. <laughs> that's, that's really I hate uh, shots too, but I'm saying well, I, I don't I, know, I really shot don't or mind the flu. them, but uh, um there are those in my family who actually do mind them. Yeah. Um, so there are many folks who say, I imagine we're going to hear this for all these, all three, many folks who say, you know, uh, I had a flu shot and I got sick, so I don't yeah. have flu shots anymore. I know. Uh, that That's kind of the wrong attitude, isn't it? Oh, definitely. There's uh, significant data. Vaccin- vaccinations are one of the reasons our life expectancy 
has become what it is. 50 years ago, life expectancy was late 40s to 50 years old. Vaccinations and community sanitation are the two public health things that really changed our life expectancy. Mm-hmm. So vaccinations are good. They're not 100%. No, they're not. Uh, I, I, my last booster I had in October of last year, two weeks later, I had COVID. Mild case. Right. But... I could say, perhaps because I had the booster, I didn't right. get knocked on my back. You know? It's a the, bad cold. Yeah, that's what the data seems uh, to be showing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you don't have, do you have vaccines yet? No, COVID. we don't. No, nothing yet. We just uh, are meeting now and working with a company that we think might be able to get, because now they're not free. We were getting them for free just shipped to us on a weekly basis. Mm. And because the emergent, that was under the emergency, um, public health emergency declaration, and when that went away in May, free vaccinations have been weaned off of us. And so we're now coming up, and it's a very expensive vaccine for us to even purchase, I want to say, might be a couple hundred dollars. And so I would also advise people to check with your insurance company on your coverage for vaccines so you don't get sticker shock if you go in and get a vaccine. I'm assuming flu and will be definitely, that's always been covered, but COVID, as I'm saying, is now the first truly approved vaccine. And sometimes when a new treatment comes on, insurance companies, as you know, are kind of come kicking and (laughs) screaming to pay for it. And so we'll have to put some pressure out there on that. So we're still trying to understand what the cost will be. So providers won't want to have a huge stock of this to keep thousands of dollars in your refrigerators and freezers that could expire on you. So it's going to be a new thing for us to figure out. Yeah, I mean, I I think for a place like your health center – uh, you shelling out big bucks for vaccines, a lot of vaccines. Right. You have to be pretty careful. Yes. I mean, your budget you really isn't, calculate. Uh, yeah. isn't uh, an endless uh, no. stream of money. So yeah, we yeah. operate on thin margins, so we really have to manage our vaccines uh, very closely. So, so last, uh, we've given over uh, this time since the vaccine came yeah. out for COVID, probably about 26,000 vaccines. So mass vaccination sites, thing of the past. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless uh, things get really right. crazy. I mean, but. if we have some kind of surge, but I think now when people come in to regular appointments, even if they're not necessarily there for the purpose of getting a vaccine, we look at their records and say, hey, you haven't, you're not up to date on all your vaccines. We're really way more conscious of vaccinations um, since covid particularly for adults. Yeah, it's it's a different world. Again, it's a different world, but there you go. Um, uh, Flu shots, certainly get them. Yes, absolutely. uh, COVID shots, uh, you should probably check with your insurance company. That's a good piece of advice. And uh, see what the copay is at the very least. Exactly. And go from there. Well, Cheryl, um, it's always good to speak with you here because... uh, um, uh, you keep us updated on this wacky stuff. I mean, yeah. I thought we'd have COVID shots available for folks. Well, you'll have them available, but it's a different yes, different ballpark now. Right, different way to go. All right, my guest has been Cheryl Bartlett, 
CEO of the New Bedford Community Health Center. Uh, it's good to talk with you again, Cheryl. Thanks, and Jim. I'm sure we'll be touching base here over the winter. Yes. It seems like winter is so far away, but it's right around the corner. It is. That's what they tell me. Yeah, anyway. summers, I hate to say it, but we're approaching the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much again. Thanks, and uh, stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.